Five hours to the event. No ticket sold. We were still on full pan like. <laughs> Next day, you just saw the whole lickers. I'll never forget standing in front of the stage, just looking, saying, "My God!" I'm like Jennifer. We did it. Packed up. So those are the things I live for. My father told me life is not a this is Origins Africa podcast, where we explore the origin stories of people who have made and are making their dreams come true. Asking the what, the when, the how, and the why. I'm Oshaye, and on this episode, the concluding part of our chat with Bookie Judge Taylor, we explore the birth of the Bobby Taylor Company and how the company, initially based in Canada, was able to penetrate the Nigerian market. We also talk about the subsequent rebrand of the company into the Robert Taylor Media, as well as Bookie's mistakes, general life lessons, and habits. Over the last episode, we talked about Bookie's early exposure to the world of PR and how it hadn't occurred to her then that what she was doing was communications because it came naturally to her. So she hadn't realized that she could make a career out of it. But it just didn't occur to me that half of the stuff I was doing was constant. I see. Because it was so natural and it was so what I was used to seeing every day anyway. Is it that you didn't think you could build a career out of it? I don't think I realize. We also explored Buki's university experience in Massachusetts, her early career years. So I've had receptionist jobs. I mean, I worked front desk at the Campus Center Hotel at UMass. But before then, I was cleaning rooms at UMass. As well as the birth of Microl App, Africa's first social calendar app, which launched earlier this year. Crawl App was my imagination of Okay, everybody calls you for where to go. From from Tuesday, your phone is blowing up. Yeah, okay, so um, I, I one of my friends wants to do dinner somewhere, but they want somewhere a little bit private, but the place he still needs to have some music um, and the place has to be very, very wine friendly. And I'm like, okay, OT's place. Boom. Um, yeah, me and the boys want to go out partying and um, we don't want everyone to see us, but we want a place where we can dance. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to call Obi Kubana. Mm. You know, I have studied the entire city in terms of social experiences. And I said, you know what? This is enough. I'm calling my friend Shegun. Shegun, we need an app. We need a directory. Then in 2003, Buki got married left the U.S. and moved to Canada. So you got married? Yeah. Moved to Canada? Yeah, I went to a little courthouse. Okay. I wore a pink suit with my <laughs> sorority pin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then we did that. It was great. Um, and then um, I was working as the executive assistant to the Dean, Faculty of Medicine, University of Manitoba. So once again, I found myself back in the university. Um, and that was fine. And then 
my 25th, I decided that I was going to give birth to the bottom tail. What prompted that? I was doing some side work for a PR company. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, this is what you've been doing mm. all of this while. Start your company. It's time. So like a eureka moment. <clears throat> yeah. It was. And um, I registered it. Okay. My friend built my website. Okay. I had a very small team. Um, my friend Ore hired her. Well, you had a team already, even as you were starting. Oh, yeah. Megan DeLorme. Um, Dayo Balogun. Okay. And myself. Okay. Yeah, and we were just ready. But were you paying them salaries? They didn't get paid initially. Okay. It almost felt like a club, but <laughs> we were churning out work. Okay. They were fantastic. Okay. Oh, my first team was absolutely lovely. They did such good work. So how um, did you get your clients and scale from that? I announced on Facebook that I started a PR agency. Okay. Yeah, that was all. And Did you resign? No. Okay. So this is a side hustle now. Okay. So I started, I started a PR agency. Um, uh, one of our first clients was Ekene Onu. She's an author. She wrote a book called The Mrs. Club. And it was so funny because my press release for The Mrs. Club was published on Facebook Notes. Oh. With all the editors in Lagos tagged. I see. Yes. Okay. So immediately, Niger were already calling me rubbish PR. Who publishes press releases on Facebook notes? I see. But for me, sitting down in Canada, I didn't even realize that I was utilizing social media. I see. I put my release there. Tagged all the editors, and guess what? They all picked it up with images and everything. How did you have the editors' details? Ah, no, it's easy. Okay. Uh, we knew then it was City People and Comium. Okay. All of those guys, um, STV, I already had relationships with. I call, I was making cold calls. Oh. I was making cold calls. I was emailing, and because I would email and say hi, my name is Bobby Taylor. A lot of them thought they were talking to a man. Um, until they saw me in person and saw titties. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think one of my best and my most strategic moves was my partnership with Future Awards. And emailing Debola Williams and, and Chude saying that I wanted to bring in the Bobby Taylor gift bags for the Future Awards, for the winners of the Future Awards. With um, and these bags were the most inexpensive bags. And that's why I tell some brands sometimes, don't be afraid to sponsor stuff in your small capacity. As long as you're going to get the visibility, then why not? You know, um, in those bags was a one pager introducing my company. And that's how I got the band. What's from there? Ben just publishes for a long time. Was this two years? I think it was two years after you started Bobby Taylor Company. Was it? Bobby Taylor Company was founded in September 2007. 
it was the very next year. Okay, the future would come up. Okay, into this market. Okay, by aligning with an event. Had you been considering coming into Nigeria for a while? There were too many phone calls I was getting saying, "Okay, your name keeps coming up." Okay, but the next thing they say after they say your name is, "She's not on ground." Okay. So you needed something to help you break the Nigerian totally. market. Did you wait a while, or I already had Ekene on you. I already had LD. Okay. So I already had those guys, um, and then I came back home and quickly I got Veda Technology. Okay. Um, which is Body Pedro's um technology company. Um, I got the Banj. Um, I got Neca. Okay. Shank, MI. If you look at the back of MI's first album, my name's there somewhere. Ah. If you listen to Shank's King Kong album, that's my voice in the beginning. Interesting. So it started off very entertainment. I was very, very interested in the entertainment space. But then I started to notice that there were just certain things in the entertainment industry that just was not there. There's a scarcity of managers. We don't have booking agencies. I can put out a press release on any artist right now but if no one's booking you and people are not seeing you booked and busy that press release is going to dwindle I'm not the one that goes to the radio stations mm. to plug your music management team does that okay your artist and art does that and those things were not just that prominent um, it was easy and amazing with that wall because he had a team small hits okay do you understand um, it was easy with MI because there was Godwin Tom. And Godwin Tom was everything, you know, he made sure, okay. you know, still one of the best okay. managers that I know to this very day. Um, Shank as well, that wasn't that bad as well because he had a record label. You know, it's so weird. Like, I tell people now, they have no idea what it was like in the industry here in Lagos specifically back then. We were a small community. We knew each other and we supported each other. You knew uh, Obi Asika is there doing his own thing. Uh, Starville Entertainment is there doing their own thing. Everybody knew. You had no way to support you with your plane tickets for Virgin Nigeria. At the t- you know, you had all of that stuff. We knew all the promoters. We had industry nine. Matthew here was killing it then. Right now, with Lasta, I don't know what anyone's doing. Mm-hmm. Where's the industry night of today? Is it Matthew's not going to come and do it? But where's that platform? A lot of people got found on industry night. A lot of people got an uh, opportunity to stand on stage and be in the same room with Olisa Dubois and the rest of all of those guys. Where's that platform? I know that we have it digitally. You know, Colors is doing amazing work, all of that stuff. But this was really, really a close-knit type of family. Everyone, April, Kai, Banky, W, we all, <laughs> it was like a classroom, you know? And I really, really miss that. Okay. And, um, you know, the guys today, they, they, they have it nice and easy. You know, there's iTunes. They don't have to do another marketers mm. and the pirates, the pirators guys or whatever they call them. Um, they don't have to go and look and hustle for 
who's going to get a meeting for them with Cecil to make sure that they're on the next show, you know. And these are all these guys that have done such amazing work. I think the only thing that hurts me with this whole industry is that we didn't document everything. Oh. We should have. Okay. I don't think it's too late. Um, I just definitely think it should have been documented. Hip-hop world, Sound City, all of those guys, same how they started now. This, this, everyone now is chilling. Y'all watching stuff on, t- on, on, the, on the gram and <laughs> online. It's cute. That was how it was. So okay. things have really, really changed. Okay. But it was a good time to be in. So how long you started Bobby Taylor Company, you are still working as the executive assistant. Um, when did you feel it was time to leave that and focus squarely on Bobby Taylor Company? 2009. Okay. That was when you had moved back to Nigeria? Yes. Okay. Mm. So when you first moved back, you were still working as an admin assistant? Yes, I came for holidays. So the first person that flew me in... Okay, so first I came for the Future Awards. After that, the band flew me in to work on the launch of The Entertainer. So I, 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 had, I worked on that. Okay. Um, and then I went back. And then I came back for summer and then just never went back. Oh, okay. Okay. Were there any fears or doubts at the beginning no. that it would work or that it wouldn't work either? I think I came here with an attitude. Okay, password. Yeah. <laughs> I came here on some, I know what I'm doing. Even Trust though, me and you'll see. Mm. And you have to keep in mind that during that time, the proper agencies that we had were the big boys. Big boys in Jerry, inside. Correct guys. I was probably one of the smallest first independent. Exactly. You know, tiny things, whatever it was I was doing. And you didn't exactly have a formal training as well. No. You had just been doing it for a while. It was yeah. so how Experience. did you come with that buzzword, I guess? I knew what I was doing. Mm. I understood it. Okay. I understood PR, I understood marketing and I understood comms and I understood the industry at the time and where I imagined we needed to be. Okay. So even something as simple as media rounds that people have been doing since, those guys didn't know they were doing the PR activity. Okay. Half of the things that a lot of people were doing was when I came out and said, this is what I'm doing, was it like, We've been doing that too. And I'm like, you better start your company. You know? Okay. So a lot of people then realized that what they were doing was that. Before that, they were calling themselves journalists. Mm. Media business. Interesting. Okay. Then came future words. I know you had reached out to Tara, Dorotoye, to mm. T.Y. Bilo. It was super Was it cold call? Cold call. How did you get their numbers? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, you see. You did it. No, I have family that's still here, that's still very well connected, that I could reach out to a couple okay. of people. I remember Auntie Uche Majikodumi was the one that gave me Tar's uh, number. Uh, TY, I sent an email. And of course, if you read my emails, you will be sold. You will give me your shirt. I see. Yeah, yeah, no, I know how to write. Okay, okay. Interesting. Uh, so that went on, and how did you scale to where we are now? So. Keep in mind that at the Future Awards, 
um, there were descriptions of my company in all of those bags. And keep in mind that every time someone won, they held up a Bobby Taylor gift bag and that was photographed and that was put everywhere. Mm-hmm. So then the next question was, who is Bobby, is Bobby Taylor? Taylor? Why did you settle on that name? I chose two of my grandfather's names. So Robert Samuel Jekwe. Okay. Bobby, that's in there on my wall. Um, and my grandfather on my father's side, Chief Ernie George Taylor, and I picked the Taylor. You just felt it was it your God. I just thought I just thought, I just thought about two men that I loved and that inspired me, and I also wanted a very masculine name because of the entertainment industry. Interesting. Because back then, I'm sorry, it was me and what's her name? Saget. What's her name? She used to be Wizard, who's manager now. Oh, and I just saw her the other day. Fantastic manager. There was not a lot of us. Okay. Women. If you were a woman, then you were either singing or rapping or doing something. Yeah. Osagi. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was WizKids manager. She was also Kel's manager. Okay. Um, I have massive, massive respect for her. She was one of the few people that I met when I was here. And of course, there were other fantastic women in the industry as well then, from Kenya Detiba to um, um, Tosu Buckner, so rest in peace, Yuki Soya, you know, they were there, but we weren't a lot. I wanted a masculine name. I was okay. coming with that kind of like Nato C, you know, that when did you make your first million? My first million, 2010. Okay. Tens of millions. Oh, okay. Which client? Fell on Broadway. Okay. How did the evolution happen from entertainment into events? I think I knew. So I, I, I know how to. I'm a good networker. I know how to network. Okay. And I know how to pick who okay. I'm networking with. I know trickle down. Um, it wasn't before long that I knew how to fill up a room. What does that mean? Okay. <laughs> so my first alcohol client was Grey Goose and okay. Martini. I was given the job by Alex Kapoor, still remains my very good friend. As a matter of fact, we have a project we're working on soon. Um, and I think my first major project was Martini's 150th birthday. Okay. Abby, I think that's what it was. Avenue Suites, and I had to fill the room with people. Okay. Major hit. The next thing... Um, Grey Goose, major hit. Because it's about knowing people and people knowing and trusting you and your work that when you pick up the phone and say, I need you here, you're showing up. My days were spent on the phone. My guest list. And you know, because I knew about MailChimp back then, I've been collecting data. I still sit on a lot of, I have everybody's phone. 
Which one I raised you. I have everybody's details. Okay. Um, I can fill up any room. Interesting. I filled up clubs. I filled up restaurants. From your Zemba to your Kuhn to your Buzz Bar to your Zoria. And when I call, people answer. They just trust that whatever it is I'm going to bring to them would be quality and would be an experience. And so unfortunately for me, it's not every job that I can take mm. because I also have due diligence to the people that I'm calling. Okay. Is that now or even from the beginning from when the beginning, there was a... Forget it. If you're coming to any of my stuff, it's top notch. Lie, lie, I won't do it. No way. Even when you were hustling? Yeah, no. Gotta be on point. Okay. The best, you will feel like you're in the best space. Okay. Which is why I don't know if it's on purpose, but I've always worked with the best people. Okay. There's nobody I've worked with that has not been the best. Okay. I've turned, I'm not saying that people that I haven't worked with are not the best, but everybody I've worked with has been the best people. Okay. I've gradually built your brand to be one that people can trust. Yes. Okay. Okay. It was so funny. I was at a press conference that our agency worked on and organized um, a couple of days ago. There's a beautiful polo city coming up in Ekwe. Okay. All this city, absolutely lovely. Um, well thought out. A, a beautiful African rendition of Valdivi. Um, and when the Oga, there, my client, uh, saw another friend of ours, he said, ah, yeah, Bobby, anything Bobby touches turns to gold. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, hey, praise God, now I can increase my bill. Please continue washing me, continue washing me. But when you've done things over and over and over again, and that's why, you know, sometimes I see people call themselves, oh, I'm a PR expert. It's like, no, you're not. You need 10 years uh-huh. of repetitive or repeating the same thing. Set it at least minimum five hours a day, 10 years minimum for you to be called an expert. Uh-huh. And I think that after a while, you know, it just, your brand becomes trusted because you're consistent. People can see what you've been doing. People can see your work. I always tell people, don't be afraid to, to show your work. Your work is your pride. It's your hands. It's your work. Show your work. Not to brag. But it also even puts you yourself on some kind of pressure. If you do excellent work, before you think of messing up the next time, you check yourself. So, I've done this for too long. My, too long. My agency will be 15 years old. We no longer call ourselves a PR company. We're a strategic communications company because what we're doing is beyond PR. Uh Leave that because everybody knows PR. I see some people, I don't know, running or promoting a club, they say PR. No, you're a promoter. That's fine. Feel free. I don't care for the name PR anymore. Nothing wrong with it. It's a lovely thing. It's a fantastic industry. Population is great. 
but the world has changed so much mm-hmm. that now I'm not looking for the videographer to come and video my stuff. I'm looking for the content creator that can use his phone. I see. It's changed. Even one of the things that I started to do because I went for a pitch and they said, please, do you have any videos or images of your work? I was like, holy crap. I have videos of my client stuff. I don't have videos of my own back end. How many events we've handled? How many corporate functions we've dealt with? How many newspapers from the Forbes to the everything that I've gotten my clients on? How many, all the global reach that we've done, the campaigns, I've never documented it. I can go back and find you the jobs on my own. Now we have someone back end that is taking picture of us doing I our see. work. Okay. Things are changing as to how you tell your story. And that's how I'm going to start to tell my brand story is that we're going to give you an insight as to what it looks like when we are behind the scenes. Mm. So you're seeing behind, behind the scenes times two. Okay. And I've had so much amazing experiences, so much near missed moments and everything else. I'll give you an example. Music Meets Runway is a good one. (laughs) When Amber Rose was meant to host and we woke up to Amber Rose tweet that said, I've never heard of that event. Oh my god. She says, My dear Nigerian rosebuds, there's rumors about me hosting an event in Nigeria. If you don't book through my booking agency, I don't know your event. On a tweet. The first people that called me was Netanji Fist. Bobby, uh, event that you're handling the PR for, uh, can we see the contract between you and Amber Rose? Wow. Hey, so it's got a little problem, please. I had to run to an old friend, Casey Kennedy. Mr. Casey, you're going to help me because this is, it's a mess. Everybody was in my house staring at me. Me, I'm springing right onto damage control because you're not going to mess up my client because I know my client paid. Mm. And somehow he found Amber Rose's lawyer who reached out to Amber Rose, who then agreed to phone in to beat FM to apologize. So what happened? She was part of a management uh, company and they had paid that management company to book her. And I believe they fell out. So she went to another company, but the management company was still paid. Okay. So I feel like she should have still fulfilled everything that mm-hmm. she was meant to do, mm-hmm. even if she left that company or not. Okay. Um, but she called in to be there then. Hi, yes. I just want to tell you guys, please support Music Meets Runway mm. and da 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 da. And then we now choose to replace Amber Rose. 
Oh. With truth. Oh. You eventually replaced her. Ah. Did you get a refund? I can't remember what the back end of the financials were with that. But we replaced her with tools. Why? Tools was brand new. I see. Tools had the body. Tools was lit lit. Tools was hot. Why did we ever go far? She was right in our backyard. Interesting. You know, so Tools did it. It was Tools and Banky, or I think it was. And five hours to the event, no tickets sold. We were still on full pan, like, hey. Next thing, you just saw the whole leak I'll never forget standing in front of the stage, just looking, saying, my God. I'm like, Jennifer, we did it. Packed up. So those are the things I live for. I say. Um, I derive full pleasure from the success of my clients. It's automatic success for me. And, you know, comms is very personal and it can be uh. because if there's trouble you're there you know even when you're developing strategies and things like that there's a lot of psychology going into that you're understanding where the client wants to be you're helping them identify who their target audience is you're wondering what platforms they need to be on you know and x y and z so it can get personal because really, you need to really really know the client so I, I've had tons of those kinds of stories where you start out, everything's meant to be fine, then boom, crises, and then you're managing that. And then at the end, success. Have there been cases where you weren't able to manage? Never. Never? Never. Something always comes oh, up. Oh, no, and... listen, I'm, I'm, I'm crisis management. <laughs> I'm, I am crisis management. I can't tell you at least... 30% of my job is crisis management. But unfortunately, it's not things that I can put out there because they're also very personal mm-hmm. and very damaging. Mm-hmm. You're not really meant to know how things vanish or how things are fixed. But I am the fixer. In just a moment, we'll talk about the mistakes Buki made and key lessons she's learned on her journey, as well as the habits and practices that helped her get to where she is today. Stay with us. I'm Oshaye, and you're listening to Origins Africa Podcast. Hi, dear listener. If you love our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You can also send us a tweet or comment on Instagram at OriginsAF. We love to read from you. Nope, not later. Yes, I read your mind. Do it now. Thanks a lot. Also, click the subscribe button and share with a friend. Let's make a difference together. One origin story at a time. Catch our one-to-one newsletter where we share with you one lesson two quotes and one question from each episode published you'll find it at originsafrica.substack.com originsafrica.substack.com if you like it please click the like button leave a comment share with a friend and subscribe also you can now watch video snippets of some of our guest interviews Simply go to Origins Africa Podcast on YouTube, Origins Africa Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like our videos and share. Let's make a difference together, one origin story at a time.
Hi guys, welcome back to Origins Africa podcast. So what were some of the mistakes and embarrassing first efforts Bookie made when she started? And I think I've spoken publicly about this. My mistakes is very simple. I should have had a lawyer from the get-go. I should have had an accountant from the get-go. I was still, you know, this thing to me was very like, oh, it's my work, you know, pay this to my account, maybe I'm gonna use, I'm gonna eat something or pay my staff, you know. No, 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 Cookie, what's your salary? Mm. You're not touching your company money. What's your salary? And who's your lawyer? Who's your HR? And who's your accountant? But you need to have it at the beginning, or it's maybe it's, after a year. I think it's important. Sorry, maybe not HR, okay. legal. Even if it's your friend, your paddy, that's just going to help you drop your MOUs. Make sure you don't want to get into a business agreement with someone verbally mm. and not get paid because there'll be nothing you can do about it. Mm. Legal, serious. Accounting, huh. very very serious. If you can't get an accountant, there are softwares that can help you do that. But you need you need accounting, you need legal, and you need a proper HR people that you. Even if I heard there's HR tools as well. Yeah, there. You know, what's your contract looking like for your staff? How are you hiring? What are the pay grades? All of those kinds. If you are serious, that's the beginning. I would probably be ten times more successful right now. If I had all of those things in place in the get-go, uh, uh. can you share one instance of how it affected you not having maybe legal or HR or accountant? Yeah, and I'll try not to call out the client <laughs> for giving me a bounce check. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I launched a certain alcohol brand. Okay. A foreign one, and um, we didn't sign. I was just excited. I was just like, oh my God, this is great. Um, they paid to a certain level. We did the job. We handled the launch at Get Arena. It was great. I had all the folks come. I filled the room. Mm-hmm. Balance. I got a check. Balance. And till today, the guys, MIA. Wow. I keep it as a uh, souvenir of some sort. Reminder. I'm going to frame it mm-hmm. and I will write on there my first bounce check. Interesting. For about 800 and something thousand naira mm-hmm. in 2010. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then recently, I think you rebranded to Robert Taylor yes. Media. What prompted that? I think Robert Taylor Media was the shedding. I won't call it shedding. Robert Taylor Media for me was growth. Okay. The company was 10 years old. I wasn't really working in the entertainment space anymore. I was now dealing with brands. I mean, we've done events for Facebook Africa. We've done work for Bono, one campaign. I mean, we've had some really, really great brands. I mean, right now we're working with Jameson, Martel, Shivaz, GH Moon, Dubai Tourism. Um, Felon Broadway came back and they used us again. Super successful. 
As a matter of fact, at some point, um, Honorable Fashio called me and said, yeah, I think you should stop here. I was like, that. There's nothing we can do about it. Just stop. Okay. Um, now I'm into working with brands. Okay. They have great stories to tell. Um, now we're doing a lot of personal branding, positioning executives. Uh. And with our personal branding, I, I don't call it personal branding. I call it executive profiling. Okay. Because I want to attract executives. Uh. Um, I don't want to just do a celebrity or anything of the sort, um, even though I can. Um, we're doing executive profiling. We're helping our clients create content. We're working on campaigns. It's really, really shifted from being at the concerts backstage with a writer contract. It's no longer that. Um, I've always had four staff when I was Bobby Taylor. Now we have 12. Now we need even more. Because I was about to say, you're just off staff. Yeah. You've done all this. Of course. It took me 15 years just 12 staff. 12. Okay. And they're all excellent. They're all fantastic, well-groomed, calm specialists. They're really good. I'm very proud of them. And they enjoy what they do in real life. It's not a job for any mm-hmm. of us here. Um, so Robert Taylor Media was kind of growing into myself as a woman and myself in my career and just building the company, a company that, you know, my team would love to be a part of and a company that our clients would have faith in. So Robert Taylor is just a more mature Bobby. What people fail to realize is that Bobby is the nickname for Robert. So it's really not different. It's just more formalized. Interesting. Mm, mm, okay. When have you felt most alone in this journey? Now. Okay. Um, I think that you get to a certain level in a career and people end up looking at you bigger than what you actually see yourself as. And so, um, you know, people kind of, you know, stand if it, they put you on some kind of pedestal. Yeah, pedestal. And it's like, no, like right now I'm talking to you, I'm wearing pajama bottoms, right? I'm actually super friendly and quite easy. Yes, I know there's a reputation <laughs> of no nonsense taking and all of that, but it doesn't mean that I am not a regular human being. Mm. So, even forming friendships, especially when you're in a profession as mine, where people know that you have access to press, which is seen as dangerous, it's hard mm. to make friends. Um, yeah, so it can get lonely. Mm. How do you deal with it? Or I manage it? Okay. Yeah, I have good friends. So I just walk on a PR plan. <laughs> My, oh, no, because. My therapy is diving into work. Okay. Not saying it's a good thing, but that's kind of how I deal. I'm obsessed with what I do. Mm. Okay. 
looking back through the years, what would you say has been most helpful for you on this journey? Or what things have been most helpful? What things have been most helpful for me in my journey is believing in myself. There was nothing anybody could say to me. Absolutely nothing. I mean, I've been to places where I know I worked hard to get a certain job and, you know, you hear that, oh, this person told them not to hire you. You know, I've had those hits. It's normal now. I can't get everything. Um, but I'm so determined and I'm very focused. And I know, I know my onions. Uh-huh. And I think that when you know what you do, when you're consistent in how you do it, you'll be good at what you do. When you know what you do and you're consistent at it, then you become good. Yeah. That's what you do. Mm. So at the early stages when you... I'll give you an example. Okay. It is mandatory in this office, personal development. Okay. My staff are constantly taking courses. They have certificates all over the world. Constantly. Non-stop. You're taking a course. And, you know, it's so interesting... My company pays very serious attention to my staff and what their personal interests are. That's great. The way this job works, if you do not buy into the clients that you will fail, I promise you. For you to be able to sell it, for you to be able to talk passionately about it, you must buy into it. So, for example, I know who likes fashion. Mm. If a fashion brand is coming, that's who you're talking to this person. Interesting. If you're a skincare junkie, then I know that all our beauty brands and everything else that we're doing, you know, we just score the accounts for Reviz and we're going to be working on Dr. Barbara Stern um, coming into Nigeria. I know who that person is. If you're into concerts... I know who you are, you know. So my team work on things that they actually enjoy and things that they actually buy into. I've had accounts that have come in and I simply say, I'm sorry, I I just, I don't see it. Mm. I can't take it if I can't see it. Okay. Yeah. It's not just a job. Not copy and paste and post here and post there. I can't see it. I will not give you my best. You will be happy. I see it. Okay. Has there been a time the way you doubted yourself? Last year. Okay. COVID. Okay. Pandemic. Us being locked in. I kind of hit some kind of a plateau. I remember calling my best friend, Veronica, saying... I think I want to move back to the US. Oh. Yeah. I went and joined heavy communities in the US like Valence and the gathering spots. These are places where you find young black CEOs and people breaking barriers in various industries. I joined them because I was ready to go back home. Not go back home, but go back to the States and join them there. And I was just like, you know, I've done everything. Uh, I've done everything. I'm bored. 
out of my mind. And I just couldn't see past COVID at the time. And remember that a lot of our clients were surrounded around events and that was gone. And so of course there was a financial hit as well. Even though very quickly we went and started doing digital events for a lot of the first ladies of Northern States. And we did them very successfully. Mars V and uh, the security summit for the Shinkafis and, and whatnot. Um, we did that, but it wasn't enough for me. I'm like, what else? What else am I doing? Oh, okay, what's up? Mm-hmm. Even Crawl had not even crawled its head out of <laughs> the developer's uh, computer. I just literally could not see past it. Um, fast forward to November-ish, when things started to slowly happen and, and, and return back to normal. And then I became excited again. Uh, beginning of the year, we do, first of all, all my entire team, this office is shut down every January for two weeks. Okay. Because we don't take breaks. We oh, don't Christmas okay. And everything else. So two weeks are shut down. And then you come back and there's a reorientation. Okay. Every year. Um, so we did the reorientation. Some new guys came on board. Some old people fell off. Um, and we started just, our phones wouldn't stop ringing. And it was different accounts. It was different new stuff. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Referrals or did, did you cold call? Or? 100% referrals from the start of my company for the past 14 years. I've never... And also because of consistency and quality work you've put out. Yes, we are an agency that is based on 100% referral. Trust that's massive. No advertising. None of that. Someone always tells someone to call us. Is that an amazing thing? Maybe not. Is there pride in that? Yes, there Why is. Why would it be amazing? <laughs> no, because a lot of, I mean, this was a heavy discussion during our, our training session when we started at the beginning of the year. Why don't we advertise? Why don't we go after what we want? Uh. We've never done that. Um, I just haven't done it. Do you think I've you attended will? Pitches. Okay. I've attended pitches. I usually win my pitches. <laughs> I lost one that, that pained me sorely. <laughs> I really wanted it. But usually I win my pitches. The ones that I've agreed to pitch in. Um, but uh, no, I just haven't... You know, I'm sure it would be nice for me to look at a brand and say, you know what, if I was your agency, this is what I'll do, this is what I'll do package it, put it together, send it to them, I would probably have way more resources, more, you know, would have probably grown into maybe moving to Abuja and open mm. up his name. I like the referrals. You what? I like the referrals. Uh, okay. I might consider it. I don't know. I just haven't thought about it. Okay. Maybe get business development person who's exactly. focused on that. Yeah, maybe that would be a good idea. Okay. Top three key lessons on your journey. Never stop learning. Okay. Consistency. And 
having faith in yourself. No one's gonna have faith in you. Okay. Okay. Um, what are your blind sides? Some of your blind sides. How do you mean? Things you're not so good at. I'm not good at returning phone calls. <laughs> I'm kidding. What am I not good at? But I thought in your job though that you'd need to return phone calls. I'm not good at it. <laughs> if you really want to talk to back. me, it's not even if you really want to talk to me, just WhatsApp me. I prefer to type. Oh, I prefer okay. to chat. Okay. I do not like to talk on the phone. Oh. I hate talking on the phone. It's so annoying. I see. Yeah. Okay. Because when you chat, when you send someone a message and you're chatting, it's WhatsApp or whatever it is, that person can wait for the right time to respond to you. But if you call... Put the person in the spot. Right. I hate phone calls. Okay. It's terrible. Okay. So what else? Um, I'm not good at walking up to people I've never met to introduce myself. And trust, dude. Yeah, I suck. <laughs> I suck. I thought you're a great networking. I know how uh, to network. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> the opportunity creates itself. <laughs> but for me to see someone and just walk up to them and say, hi, my name is Buki and there's... <laughs> MD of Robert Taylor Media. It's like, okay. Well, and then? <laughs> I just wanted to meet you because your shirt is white. You know, like, what do you say? No, no, somebody should do the intro. Mm. Somebody I know can do the intro and then we can chat as a group and then okay. invite more people because, yeah. Walking up to people cold turkey, mm. I get very shy. Yeah. You I mean, get shy. I do. Interested. I do. I do. <laughs> and one of the things that I'm not good at I don't like well, that's not something I'm good at, that's something I don't like. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say those two. No, you can add the I did like. <laughs> I I have social anxiety major. Like properly, uh, like diagnosed social oh, anxiety. What the stuff? So I walk into a room and there's a lot of people there. I automatically think in my head that I'm being stared at and then my knees will wobble and all of that. So I have to be sat. I see. Yeah, I must find my safe space and sit and then I'm fine. And then I'm able to walk around after that. But that, that initial walking in, when there's everyone is like, yeah, that's the girl that owns Crawl. It's like, holy crap, kill me already. Well, that's you know? interesting. Because yeah. I mean, you're Bobby Taylor. I know. <laughs> it developed um, with Zemba. So Zemba is um, right underneath the sit. Okay. And I was giving Zemba as an empty Paris deli. That's what it used to be called. And then, of course, you know... Um, Sorry, what's Zemba? Zemba is a lounge. Okay. Yeah, it's a restaurant lounge. Okay. Um, amazing work by uh, Kamal Nizar Mubarak. Okay. Um, so, initially, it was meant to be a Thursday, 7 p.m., after work, 90s music situation. 
which was great. We had a few people the first time, you know, this next Thursday, I, I had a bit more people. The third Thursday, I was there walking in with my sneakers and everything. Oh boy, cars. What? I walked to the door and I opened the door and there were bodies everywhere. I went into full panic attack. Wow. Fully. Had to stay in the bathroom, had to coach myself to breathe. I couldn't. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, no, it's weird. And then ever since then, it's always been like that. But I know how to manage it. So how do you manage it now? Um, I, I just have to make sure that I know where I'm going to sit. Okay. First. I must have my safety. So you're going in, you're looking around. First day. I don't make eye contact with anybody when I walk into a room. Okay. I can't. Um, it can be very, very uncomfortable. Um... I don't look, I don't smile. <laughs> People are just like, yeah, look at that. B-I-T-T-H. Um, I don't look, I don't smile. And, and uh, you know, they don't understand that. Right. It's not that I'm this hardcore yeah. girl. It's like, oh my God, I'm bloody terrified. Where am I sitting right now? I need to sit and then I can then look around and see who's there and see who I'm friends with and then I can show uh, them. I see. Yeah, it's a big secret. I've never told anybody before. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what did you learn the hard way? Hmm. What did I learn the hard way? Make sure you have fire insurance. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Make sure you have fire insurance. Anybody listening, please, if you own a business, get property insurance, damage insurance, theft, and fire. It was all fun and games until December 31st. Mess. <laughs> now, nah, everything's issues. You bring this table now. A phone after master. <laughs> right away. Okay. Yeah. So let's just do things the right way. That they're meant. like we need to learn. You know, it's, it's difficult when you're a one-woman business. It's easy for you to just see it as, oh, that's my hustle. Right. You need. It needs to be formalized and it needs to be professionalized as a business and should run as a business with all your processes, all your procedures, all of the things that you need. That even if you are not there, your business could still run. Mm -hmm. Even if somebody in your office calls in sick and you bring in somebody that has never done that job, what can they look at and know what they need to do? Mm. We need to get our businesses to that point. I don't believe we started until we do that. What are some aspects of your job you don't like? Aspects of my job that I don't like. Why I'm asking is because I know typically for many people's dream jobs, they seem to think that they would like everything and that sort of thing. And meanwhile, I think it's, you may not necessarily like everything, but you have to do it because it comes with a job. I like everything about my job. Interesting. I'm obsessed with my job. There's no part of it I can tell you what that... parts I get anxiety. Okay. Which is where I'm putting together an event. And I'm there, 
and I'm waiting for everybody to come. Okay. And in my mind, I'm like, Baba, <laughs> you know, I promise you, if I will start fasting, <laughs> and I've been doing it, please can all my guests just arrive. Mm. I can look at the client, the client is looking at me, and I'm like, oh. then you're not picking up your phone, and you're like, Sunki, 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 where are you now? Yeah, that's the part that I don't okay. know. I the, see. The is answer, it going to go well? Okay. Is it not going to go well? Okay. That's the part I can't do. Okay, fair enough. Sacrifices you made or pains you had to go through? I think that there's a lot of sacrifice, actually. Um, having a job like mine really limits you because it's especially in my industry and how I do it it's not common and for my age and and (laughs) I'm 38 um Obviously, you get to an age, you want to settle down, you want to do the kid thing, you want to do all of that stuff. With the way I do it, with the industries that I service, it would take a very, very special partner to understand me and not try to clip my wings because I was born to fly. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't born to be mediocre at all. Even from when I was little, you could tell that I was going to end up somewhere on something. So, I think that, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice in a sense, especially even culturally. You know, is it the norm for a 38-year-old female to be running or, or promoting or handling PR for a nightclub, for example? Or does she have to stay out late to network? Or does she have to travel there because she's managing the, the accounts for a tourism company of another country um, or the chef, you know it's just not me in a boo-boo cooking soup I wish I knew how to cook the soup but it's just not that so it kind of makes you almost a special case and um, it can be tough I have a very interesting life that I think that um, to to be my friend, you have to understand me not calling back for three days. You have to understand that there's so much in my head. It's not just, I'm, I don't, <laughs> one hour to gist. That one hour, do you have any pressure that could have come out? I dream my work. I dream things I'm going to write. So it's just, it's just tough, kind of, because I don't feel like I have, I'm yet to find a healthy balance. I haven't figured it out yet, but I will at some point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some habits or practices you've had same vibe that have been instrumental? Meditation. Okay. I also think I'm going to become a Buddhist. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think so. Why? Just be there, calm. Let me calm. Let me calm. Okay. But this is stuff that you now want to do to get 
to that concept? What have historically, I mean, you started 14 years ago. So what are some practices or habits that have helped you or that have been instrumental to your success? Some rituals, perhaps. (laughs) I don't have any rituals. Okay. Um, I'm on the go. Okay. You know, when people are worried about me or people send me a message, I hope you're resting. You need rest. Your life is not normal. This is weird. You just finished that one. You're on this one. What's going on? You know, when do you rest? Do you sleep? I just, you know, it just goes. That's why I was saying that I don't think that I found a healthy balance because I live my work and I work my work. Interesting. Yeah, we'll get there. We're working on it. Would you ascribe your success to luck or to your hard work, skills, and talents? Success is relative. What is success? What, 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 what defines you... us as successful? <laughs> Maybe not success, then the achievements you've recorded. Mm-hmm. Would you ascribe it to luck or to your hard work, skills, and talents? I think a fair share of both. Okay. I think the achievements I've made were meant to happen. I, I, I can get destiny on you right now. I be like that sometimes. Um, I think they were meant to happen, and then I also think that it is definitely the work because we put in the work here. When you say they were meant to happen, is it them is destiny or what? I think that I'm on a journey, and exactly everything that happens, whether good or bad, is meant to happen. With or without your interference. With or without my interference, yes. I think me choosing to work as hard as I do is a choice. Okay. I don't think successful people work very hard. Uh. I don't believe that. You're still hustling. I'm still a hustler. This is hustle generation, right? When you've developed systems that allow you be um, grounded and calm for your business to function as it goes in that's success for me you running around like a headless chicken is hustle i see so i don't necessarily see myself as successful yet okay no i don't because i'm i'm still in hustle mode okay yeah when i've fine-tuned um the processes and all of the things that need to be in place and all of that, then yes. And what people don't know is this. You see a business from the outside and you say, wow, what's a solid business? Yes, business is solid. But there's no business that is not constantly fine-tuning processes, looking at different ways to make things work seamlessly. If there's anyone that has stopped doing that, then you're on a long term, right? You are constantly looking for ways for your business to either scale, for your processes to be on point, for you to have everything that you need within the business for your staff to thrive. And then things are changing every day. You know, look at during COVID, we all moved to Slack. I stopped physical filing and went straight into digital filing. When my office caught fire um, towards the end of the year, if I still had 
my physical filing mm. method, you would have been coming to meet me on that Salomon Bridge where I'll be selling Akara <laughs> to talk about how I have scaled my Akara business and how I'm the hottest Akara seller on that Falomo Bridge. Okay. But we had to go into a digital space, training mm. stuff on that. So there's just things you keep going with the motions, but I'm super grateful. I have a fantastic management team. The business is solid. I have the best processes in place, but being who I am as Buki, unsatisfied, mm. looking for some seamless moves, we need to get there. Trust that. Three things you're excited about today. Three things I'm excited about today. Talking to you is pretty cool. Second thing I'm excited about is that I just joined Pop Beach Club. I'm an official member. <laughs> and so I'm going to the beach tomorrow. Yay. And the third thing I'm excited about is going to go eat chicken and waffles <laughs> right after I leave you here. Three things you've changed your mind about in the last few years. <laughs> I don't know. Three things I've changed your mind about. Changed my mind about in the last few years. I've changed my mind about how I dress. Okay. Initially, I had a plan that Bukias from now on, you have to be very ladylike, you know, <laughs> and ooze femininity and whatnot. So you're going to be wearing more skirts, heels, and all of that. Oh boy. We change our mind because we find that we can still be feminine and still be comfortable. Trust them. And I just love sneakers. <laughs> and I love sweatpants. Okay. And I love collusion. Mm. The indie designer that makes just weird clothes. Not weird clothes, but very interesting type of clothes. Super comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I changed my mind about my style. Okay. Sue? Two... I changed my mind about being where I was two years ago. I decided to make a major decision to do me and to focus on me. So that was pretty tough, uh, but has its rewards and perks. Could you clarify? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Because I mean, changing your mind is... There was something before, and now this. Yeah. So it changed your mind to focus on you. So I changed my mind to focus on myself. What was before? I was focusing on everybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it so then I now learned that if you're not okay, you'll never be able to take care of everybody. True. So at some point, you must look inward and make sure that you're mentally sound, make sure that you're healthy, so that you can continue being there for the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. Last one. Last one, I changed my mind. I changed my mind about buying a new car. Okay. And decided that I wanted Vespa. That you wanted to? I wanted Vespa. Okay. Motorcycle. 
The pink one. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you wrote here? No. Okay. But I'm going to get it. <laughs> Mark my words. I'll tell you when I get it. Okay. You come on a ride. Three absurd or stupid fun things you do. What? Three absurd or stupid fun things you do. I rap in my toilet. <laughs> I'm a good rapper. Okay. I can float. I can spit bars. Interesting. Yeah. Um... What else do I do that's absurd? Um, I act things out. Okay. Yeah, my friends love it. I do like solo stand-up, like. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think it's great. And absurd things. I I travel alone to countries I've never been to before. You like to travel alone as against great way? I don't know. Okay. When I travel alone, I feel like there's no ex- there's nobody in my space. I can be exactly myself, and it forces me to talk to the locals. Okay. Instead of being with my crew, so I enjoy traveling alone. I do it okay. quite often. Advice to the listeners. Advice on business, on life, on what? Generally living their dreams, since that's what Origins Africa podcast is about. So. Living the dream. There's nothing that I've dreamt about that I haven't done. I probably have over 20 registered businesses. Some of the ideas never took off. Hmm. Crawl was one of my dreams. Um, Guestless code. I own, uh, I own that too. And they do strictly guest listing. So you can call me as a fashion person and say, I want all the top fashion people at my store opening tomorrow. Interesting. And pay me and I'll get everybody there. Right? Wow. Um, oh man, geez. What am I driving at? Anything you want to do, just do it. Um, if you have an idea, if you have a dream, just go for it. I can't tell you how many logos I've designed for things that I've dreamt about. And what's so exciting is the ones that don't work, I feel like they'll come one day. And the ones that have worked, I'm so proud. But if I didn't follow through to at least, I have files for everything. Like they have brand books, how this company is going to be, what the, um, Go for your dreams and don't be afraid because it might click. Uh. And even if it doesn't click, one last last will click, will click. Okay. So I can't tell you how many things I've come up with that just, I was like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. It's not working. Or yeah, I don't have time for that anymore. It was like, wait, we got 2000 downloads in 14 days. Oh my God, these people want to have meetings with us. Whatever it is that I'm dreaming, I'm going to do it, whether it works or not. Even the thought of just putting it together, I think is a winner already. Okay. It's a great idea, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Um, so go for what you want. Two, surround yourself with the right people. You want to be amongst the right people. 
Energy is important. It is. Energy is important. I really honestly believe that there are people whose energies don't match. And there are people who have negative energy. And I feel that negative energy can scare away good things happening. Or scare good things away from happening to you. So surround yourself with very, very positive people. People that root for you. People that will tell you the truth, even if it's painful. And people that will be your cheerleaders and have your back. It's important. Um, don't question yourself when people fall off. They just aren't meant to go where you're going. And that's okay. Doesn't make them bad. Doesn't make anybody bad. But it's just not everyone is going to go with you throughout your journey. So don't question it. Instead, just thank you, Jesus. Because I don't know. Thank you. It may hurt, though. Ah, no, I don't. I don't question it. Doesn't matter. If uh, somebody I'm, I'm cool with right now just does something that just won't work for me, I'm not afraid to say, I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah. If they go on their own, that's great as well. It's fine. I'm not hung on anybody like that. Um... Consistency is the key to success and it's the key to the best achievements. When you're doing stuff consistently, you're dedicated consistently, you're delivering consistently, it will pay off. The universe just works that way. It's not not, uh, rocket science, just do the work, you know? You know, I do understand that there are people that feel like they've done so much and they've not yielded anything it does happen that way but i feel you need to go back and look at the drawing board something in the foundation of whatever it is that you're doing something ain't right Mm. or the right people you need in the thing you haven't gotten them yet you haven't gotten the right team yet to execute okay and finally for me Waiting until you have plenty money to do what you need to do is absolute rubbish. I don't believe that. That you need plenty money to start your dream. No, there's ways around everything. I didn't have money when I started my business. I only had my salary from my work. Called my friend, I'm like, you're gonna do me this website for free, man. Mmm, Bookie, fine. My lawyer friend, you're gonna you're gonna do this for me. Check your roller deck, your phone. Somebody can help you do something, don't worry. And it's not, I'm not talking about asking money for cash. I'm talking about whether it's advice, whether it's how can I do my logo. If, if you want to design the logo yourself, you can watch it on YouTube. And it's just, I refuse to believe that people say, yeah, I wanted to start the business, but you know, I'm looking to secure a distance of 15 million. Calm down. Start something first. Even if you are looking to secure money, people like to see that you started something first. And just go quote up, yeah, I need 50M. 
to start my new clothing store. Do you have the clothes? No. Do you have the store? <laughs> no. I'm not giving you that. No. You better go get your clothes and start selling online mm. and buy Instagram like everybody else first. And then you can transition to store mm. after. As opposed to just closing or folding your arms and saying, if I don't have a store, then I'm not starting. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, what question, if, if you were in my shoes, what question would you ask yourself that I've not asked you yet? I would ask me where I see myself in the next 10 years. How where would that be? As a professor. Really? You want to go back? Okay. I'm teaching this. Okay. Huh. Comps. Trust you them. see how life works? It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I think I heard you talk about how the dots connect eventually. Yeah. Oh, they always do. Excuse me, peek from that mean. I'm uh, most happiest when I'm doing masterclasses. Oh. Oh, I do tons of masterclasses. I do a lot of virtual teaching. And I love to see people just hungry for information. And I love to share what I know and all of that. So it would actually be, you know, I, I see people sometimes in their older years, you know, they retire, they're sitting down chilling. That will not be me by the grace of God if God gives me life. I would be walking around Unilag mm. to go do my special classes or to teach or to be a, a visiting professor or whatever it is. So if I have to spend the years to get all the certifications that I need to do that, although now a lot of people are able to do this by experience, um, I wouldn't be bored. Yeah, I'll be writing books um, and I'll teach. Okay. Yeah. When is your book coming out? Wait and see. First of all, now I've got download crawl app. I've downloaded it. Okay. Yeah, which um so why is that the once you register there's some vetting process before it's approved? Why <laughs> but why the Who's do you guys really screen? We do. Okay. And the screening is only going to get worse oh. in version two. Okay. Not worse, but it's just a little bit more in depth. I want to see who's Instagram pages. Why? If you look at the venues that are there, um, they're on the high-end scale. I want to guarantee them amazing customers. Okay. It's an argument me and my partners have. Oh, okay. You know, some of my partners are like, let's open this thing so that... I would have thought so too, actually. That's not what it is. Uh. Um, and this is not New York, this is not a big touristy place. You know, I want to make sure that I am attracting the right kind of customers also for the businesses. Okay. And also giving the customers the right kinds of businesses that they want as well. So okay. there's a little bit of a vetting process. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not too, too bad. Because to be honest, if I stole phones for a living, Crawl would be my best friend. Right. To see where the next spot is. How do you manage that? Even though it might be the establishment's problem 
to manage their gates based on their policies as to who gets in. But at the same time, I, I understand the target audience of men. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who would you like me to interview next? Fadio Guru. Okay. I'm excited with Fadio. I think that it's very clear to see her journey. Um, starting off as an OAP, seeing her in the fashion space, and then going into building Bookings Africa. And yes, we got to interview Fadi this season, thanks to Bookie who helped with the introduction. So stay tuned to catch Fadi's origin story this season. But that's Bookie Judge Taylor. She is the founder and managing director of Robert Taylor Media, as well as the founder of My Call App, Africa's first social calendar app. Buki is also a director in the Lagos Today newspaper, an online digital newspaper that covers stories surrounding Lagos, and in Buki speak, the citizens of Lagos. You know, there should be such a thing as citizens of Lagos. Right. Especially, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's not citizens of Nigeria. There should be such a thing as citizens of Lagos. Mm, because of the peculiarities and the... We're, we're a different breed. Everyone right. knows she's from Lagos. Surviving Lagos, you can survive anyway. You know this. Bookie believes that positive storytelling via innovative channels can significantly redefine the African narrative. So through this publication, she has focused on changing the perception of Nigeria and Nigerians one city at a time. You can access the publication at www.thelagostoday.com. Thank you for listening to our show this week. If you liked it, do leave us a review a comment and share with your friends tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and to tell another friend we would also love to read from you so please do send us a tweet or leave a comment on instagram at origins af you can also write to us at origins africa podcast at gmail.com remember do subscribe at wherever you get your podcast google podcast apple podcast spotify youtube SoundCloud, amongst others. Catch our one-to-one newsletter where we share with you one lesson, two quotes, and one question from each episode published. You'll find it at originsafrica.substack.com originsafrica.substack.com And of course, if you like it, please click the like button, leave a comment, Share with a friend and don't forget to subscribe. Join us next time as we have a chat with Bankole Williams. Bankole is the founder and principal consultant at LYD Consulting, as well as the founder of a youth entrepreneurship scheme called Live Your Dreams Africa. I'm Oshaya and you've been listening to Origins Africa podcast. Bye for now. My father told me life is not a bit. Let the story sport